Hey. Hey. I got to get my uh, my coffee because, you know, I got to get my coffee. Okay. So should I press pause? I'll be right back after what? fetching my coffee. Should I pause? He's not even listening to me. What do we do, guys? What do we do, team? Do we keep going? All right. We're going to keep going. Are we, let's hope he doesn't have to brew the coffee. Let's hope that uh, if he does, it's one of those quick Nespresso thingies. Or uh, let's hope, above all hopes, that the coffee's already made and he's just pouring into his cup. He takes it black. He doesn't put anything in it. That I know. And an extra ice cube when we're at Starbucks because he's sensitive. He's got a very sensitive tongue. So he does always order it. Uh, and he always pours a little out right into the trash. It makes me feel bad for the people that take out the trash. He's just using it like a like a drain, which it is not. Um, but um, yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, so when someone's set in their ways, who am I? For example, today, uh, it's just, it's exhausting. He goes, when do you want a podcast? Anytime before five. I said, how about three? He liked that message, which is rich for, I'll be there. And then at two, I said, I'm good now. And then radio silence on Rich's end. And then 50, 20 minutes ago, he said, I'm on my way home. So then at three o'clock, he said, ready. And then I said, one minute. Got myself set up. And then I sent him the invite with the Zoom and uh, crickets. And then I just start looking through my email, just waiting. Then finally, five minutes later, he gets into the waiting room and he's got to go make himself coffee was it now when you when you he's back everybody now uh he still doesn't uh, his uh, pops doesn't have his earphones on he's just chewing of course he's chewing he's always chewing uh, hi sir uh, a couple of questions just from our callers we have callers yeah um did you have to there are a lot of people saying this and a lot of questions uh, a lot of chatter uh did you have to actually have to grow the coffee beans an americano of course you have your ways uh we talked a lot about your what you do how you order starbucks yeah how uh, do i order starbucks small small coffee specifically small not venti or i'm not going to use their tall. bs lingo not tall, yeah specifically not a language. Say, small coffee black and then with a one piece of ice and then you yeah. pour a little bit out of it out into the, the trash that some poor sap no i don't put it in the trash i always pour it outside you used to no, I've never poured it in the garbage bag. Wrong, because because that's disgusting. I've always poured it into the into a plant. Okay, outside. Not much better, but okay. I'll yeah, it's you. way better. Then some dude has to pick up the trash with a bunch of hot coffee in it. Uh, tell that to the gardener. I don't have a gardener. Tell it to your gardener. Jeez I'm Louise, Starbucks gardener. Oh, <laughs> do you have the same gardener as Starbucks? Yeah, Joey. Guillermo's all over town. How do you think they got the name Starbucks? Joey Starbucks. He does this whole neighborhood. Oh well. Wow. 
Um, so where were you just now? Uh, right now? In the kitchen. I'm on my way home. Where were you? I was in, I went uh, into, I had a couple stops. I was went to Enterprise, Oregon, to the Ace Hardware store to buy some little hydraulic hinges. Okay. Um, for a, a bench we're building inside the house, like a storage bench. And I wanted some hydraulic hinges for the lid. Right. Um, and then I went to, uh, oh, my father-in-law was with me and I dropped him off. When, uh, we had a car in the shop and he uh, picked the car up from the Texaco and drove it home. So I drove him with it. And then I also had to stop at the uh, courthouse. He had to pay a sanitation bill. So Big okay. Steve ran up the steps to the courthouse to pay the sanitation bill. Wow. And uh, I was returning something from Amazon. The copy and shipping center is right across the street from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. So I did that while Big Steve was doing his thing. Okay, sorry. And then um, uh-huh. I drove on home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also had to throw a bag of garbage into the uh, uh, dumpster. So awesome. I had to drive to the dumpster. And and yet people still come and listen to our podcast. That's what it. That's the the shocker for me every every week. So people are actually listening. And just so people know, just so they understand, Rob, all of that's confusing to Rob because he has people do all of that for him. Don't like, listen. Just, I he has no. no. I just, you know. I look. I did. I did black out halfway through. But well, if, hey, you asked. Let's remember to rewind the tape. You it's asked only because your storytelling was. It was real, uh, very natural, as we say in the business. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Is it just me, or do, do I look dark? You look dark. Yeah. It's this time of day, I guess, so sun's not coming in the window right. Huh. Um, is it hot, uh, hot as balls up there in uh No, Oregon? it's not terrible. The temperature today is, uh, let's see. Um Take your time. Date. The temperature today in Joseph, Oregon is come on, Joseph. Don't don't fail me now. I'll tell you when it pops up. 76 degrees. 76, everybody. 76 was the correct answer. Went to the rodeo uh, last night. Hey, that's cool. How hot is it in uh Los Angeles? It's so hot. Really? It's honestly, it's weird. It's 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 been hotter here. It's like 96, 97 today. Okay. But for some for some reason, it just feels hotter than that. It feels even like 106. It just, the air is hot. You know, it's like being in a dryer here. It's so dry. Right. It's like desert hot. And we're out there picketing, and it's just, it's pretty brutal out there. It's yeah, just, man. You know. And those jerks cut back the trees. I saw that story yeah, in the news. Yeah, yeah, that happened. We were at Paramount today. I was with uh, Felicia Day. Nice. And, uh, and writer Robbie Thompson, who I believe. Was this the, uh, the Winchester Day? No, this is just us. I got you. And uh, and Ruth Connell, of course. Um, yeah, we went at nine in the morning to try to avoid the heat. But Did it, it work? Was still there. Still there. Um, wow. I was I was wearing pants, which was a stupid thing to do. That's unusual for you. Every time, <laughs> okay. Every time, every time I've I pick it, I wear pants, and I don't know why. I'm just not a shorts guy. I'm not I'm a shorts, shorts guy. Really. I, I got I got home and put on shorts because it's hot. Yeah, I get it. Is it hot in your house? No, I got the air conditioning on. It's still hot, and it's just yeah. and the other, also when it's this hot, it's like it's really hard to. I'm staring right. at a computer screen for the last two hours and just like hard to get yeah. motivated. No, I know, I know what you mean. Um, and you know what I've been listening to that I know uh, would interest you is uh, one of our a band that I think we can agree on that we both like a lot. Billy is, Moran uh, is Billy Moran. Is, yeah, his uh, album is Cake. Oh, Cake. Yeah. Yeah. 
cake. I like cake. Yeah. Big fan. You just guessed Billy Moran, but I was actually thinking cake th- today. Anyway, it's been a cake day for me, and uh, I'm trying to learn some of those guitar licks, which are hard. Oh, man, yeah. Greg, Greg, I think it was Greg Brown was the original guitar player. I but think the, I think the first was. two albums, yeah. Yeah, man, he was a heck of a player. I mean, whoever they found after that had to sound like Greg Brown, because like he helped to find that sound, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy that he's been with ever since, who tours with him now, he really does sound like. I mean, he's very, very talented. And to do these licks, it's, I'm, I'm learning uh, stick shifts and safety belts. You know that one? You know, it's, it's that yeah. quick. I have to slow it way down. It's like, dong, do do dong. Anyway. How uh, do you slow it down? Well, I've got a program that you can, uh, you can, you can upload any song and then, you know, but it's, you, you, have, you have to pay for it. That's really cool. Cause but if you really, really want really a song, you really want to figure out what he's doing. You know? Yeah. You really gotta, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Cause sometimes yeah. it's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah, because they're specific, especially blues notes. They sneak in a note where you're like, oh, wow. Um, or it's chromatic all of a sudden. It's going like straight up the... Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, doing that, I think I might play a song. Uh, I have to, you know, I'm playing in Pittsburgh. I have to do a solo ah, show in I didn't know Pittsburgh. that. That's awesome. I think on that Saturday night for... Uh, oh, man. Yeah, for that. That's great. Yeah, we're going to, going to a convention in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, people, be- beware. Yeah. Not this weekend, but the following weekend, and I, I believe Richard will be with me. I'll be there. I'm on the I'm I'm on the roster. I just didn't know about the concert. Well, yeah, I, I'm doing a solo concert. I don't know if you uh, are contractually obligated to come, but I doubt you, that it, I am. But if you, uh, well, then go to dinner. Well, I'll have Frankster the Gangster with me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, if you want him him to see you sing, then you should uh, come and sing with me. Well, there you go. That's see how awesome. it goes. See how it goes. Anyway, I think I might do. My own version of Stick Shifts and Safety Belts. Nice, dude. It's such a great nice. song. It's just such a great song. Another song that's great of theirs. And guys, if you don't know Cake. Uh, great band out of Sacramento, California. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they were they were they, they got some acclaim in the 90s because of their cover of uh, I Will Survive. Um, and then that song, Going the Distance. The Distance, the distance was a bit of a hit. It was quite a hit. Um, and but I love other. Craig. You know, go go back to Motorcade of Generosity. I'm, I'm great, with Rob. Like great album, prolonging the magic. They have uh, great albums. They're such a yeah. great band. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, and their B sides and rarities are fantastic. Where they cover War oh. Pigs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Ruby, don't take your love to town. Yep. And they cover on that. They cover Manamana. Yes. Yes. Manamana. Because they got one one trumpet player. Yeah, that B sides album is absolutely worth. It is getting, you know, the only original members of that band, unless I'm wrong, are John McRae, the front man, lead yeah. singer and songwriter, and the trumpet player. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's int- and live, you know, he's very quirky. And I saw him at the Greek about a month ago. The Greek is an amphitheater here in L.A. and uh, and and they make up their set as they go. They finish the song and then they all talk. They're whispered, yelling things. No, 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 yelling things at each other. Right, really? We'll do this next. Yeah. They're making it up as they go. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have some things to talk about. Oh, shoot. Should I plug in my computer? Yeah, I better. I'm running out of battery. I thought this was going to be a little quick uh, two-minute uh, podcast. If we're going to do a full podcast, I better plug in my computer. I'll be right back. You guys, I don't know what to do with them. What, whoever said this was going to be a little po- podcast? We should, we should podcast today, we said to each other. We should podcast Am I being too hard on him? Maybe I'm being too hard. Somebody's got to. 
I think uh, I think something somebody has to. Um, well, he's back. He's back, and this time he has uh, some plugs. He's plugging things in. Um, this All is right, Robbie, let the things. magic begin. There he is. What? Hold on. Don't, I don't have the headphones in. What? Okay. What do we have to talk about? <laughs> okay. Two things. One is, did you see Mitch McConnell's? Am I saying that right? Mitch, Mitch McConnell's. Um, right. The majority I, leader, Speaker of the House. Yeah, Senate minor, Minority Leader. Sorry, Senate Minority Leader. You're right. Um, I always say that kind of word wrong. Either McConaughey, McConnell. No, he's right. You're right. Uh, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. And so he Mitch, is uh, from the great state of Kentucky, the yes. bluegrass state. Today bluegrass at a press at a press conference, he like it almost looked like he had a mini stroke. I'm not even making fun. I'm. I'm. It was. A, I heard it, this on the news. I'm not sure you're. Me. I'm not sure you are wrong. He might have had. He pauses, and his face just goes completely blank. And they finally, they you know, escort him away. And then later, he comes back and says, "No, no." And they said, "Did that have something to do with this your accident that happened a few months ago or something?" He hit his head. It was brutal, man. Whatever you think of his politics, like something's going on with that man. Like, yeah, nobody well. likes to see somebody in distress, unless you're a Republican and you're Paul Pelosi, and people laugh at you for being attacked in your own home by a man with a hammer. Exactly. But if you're a decent person and not any of those jackholes, yeah. uh, you don't want to that's, see somebody's health collapse uh, in front of you. Yeah, that's that, that's there to hit you or kill you because of something that that the other side said. But no, but don't have any sympathy for that guy. Make fun yeah. of him. Yeah. However, let's uh, take a moment for Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I think it should get bigger news, but um, I don't know because something. Maybe that's the Democrat in me that wants. No, it. I heard it. I heard it on the. Uh, I've heard it on the radio a couple yeah. times. I had and not other, seen the clip yet. Well, then go watch it. It's uh, okay. I watch it right now. Let's see, Mitch. Everybody uh, listening at home, uh, do this, Mitch McConnell. Again, this is not. Uh, I'm not. We're not. I'm not. I don't want to make fun at all. But no, uh, we're not making fun in the slightest. I just want to see just, what. Uh, uh, it's uh It was alarming, and about. for someone with that much power too, it just it's. That's a tricky one. Yeah, that is tricky. You know, so, it's, I mean, same could be said for a lot of those older politicians. Yeah, like, well, I mean, how about let's go no. with Democrat. Uh, Diane oh Feinstein. God. Diane Feinstein. Yeah. She uh, she is she should not be serving anymore. She should graciously yeah. retire. No. Um. Her. You know. It's hard to do a job until you're 90. And that's, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. No. None taken. Oh, I wow. Think. Yeah, he just, he just. I mean, that's strokey, right? Yeah, he has kind of a frightened look in his eyes, actually. Yeah. It's a bit um, disturbing. I, I think, I, I, I honestly, I was even weirded out that he came back and finished the interview. And they asked him, he was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's a weird one to ignore, you know? That, yeah, that's, that's, that you is know. that is strange. I mean, and... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's... Uh, or even to say, like, no, I'm totally sorry, guys. I blankety-blankety-blank. I don't know. He just did, just We just move... I've had... Wow. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's, I guess that's he just doesn't... To watch. Yeah. You can't help but uh, have your heart go out to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other thing... That everyone's talking about, people going crazy about. No, actually, I haven't. It's about my coffee again. Nope. No, okay. we've already talked about that. All right. Um. That basically, the government has come out and said 
or a whistleblower has said that the government has proof that there there's alien proof of aliens, UFOs, UAPs. They're called now. You heard about this? Wait, why are they called UAPs? They've changed the name of U- UFO. Why? Because I'll tell you, what are UAPs and why do UFOs have a new name? Um, I just signed with the UAP agency. Now I've got to. No, oh, you're. No. Yeah, I got to leave them. Yeah. Uh, they said they were from out of town. I didn't know they meant like out of like out 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 of town. <laughs> uh, stands for unidentified anomalous phenomena. Phenomena. Beep do 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 do. Phenomena. Do 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 do. Phenomena. Yeah, so it's a catch-all term to describe objects detected in the air. What's the catch-all term? Unidentified anomalous phenomena. 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 This is our new basing stoke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, and the funny that, thing is, we were just talking about that song because Cake does a cover of it. Like that, exactly. People <laughs> would think we write this podcast. I, I guarantee you there are people out there who think we write this podcast. We don't. You're no wrong. Way. No way. Anyway, um, four shocking mo- moments from uh, this. They just had this um, this UFO hearing, right? And a, a Department of Defense whistleblower told the oversight committee that non-human beings had been retrieved from spacecraft. No. A Department of Defense whistleblower told an... O- Did you a- say o- whistleblower? Like a <laughs> wiffle ball? Yeah, he blows wiffle balls. It's not I, easy You to did do. say whiffleblower, just so I did, just I said so whiffleblower. I whiffleblower, sorry. Sorry to all the whiffleblowers out just, there. Just so people know... Rob has a slip of the tongue every now and then, some of which we just have to cut right out of podcasts because it's too racy. But does every whip, now and then, Rob does, will just does stumble over a word, and, it may, and it's magic, like the wiffle blower. Can I not say wiffle blower? He said wiffle blower. Um, so anyway, under oath, this guy tells an oversight committee that non-human beings, in quotes, non-human, have been retrieved from spacecraft. That's amazing. Crazy. I mean, it really blows my mind. It like, is. And, I, you know, look, I'm my, just talking to my uh, youngest about this the other day, n- not not having any idea this hearing was going on. Um, and uh, he was saying, you know, asked me if there's life on another planet. And I'm like, you know, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. Is, is what I say about it. Because how, how how can I possibly rule that out? Yeah. I just, uh, I just, I, I, I don't. I, and yeah. I, and I, I know that there probably is, I mean, I, it's, it's shocking. And yet also, I mean, who's to say, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it gives a real boost to, uh, you know, m- m- UFO movies and a conspiracy, theor- cons- conspiracy theorists uh, across the country are going to be rejoicing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
you know, it turns out like, you know, that place in, where is it? Wyoming or area of 66 or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Where they claim that the government has been hiding. area 51. Yeah. I think it is. I think it's route 66 area 51. Like the business at that place is going to go, is going to skyrocket. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Hey, what about, uh, what about, uh, the Wes Anderson movie is suddenly very sentient. Uh, yes, but did you see that movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, I didn't say that word right. What's the word I was looking for? Sentient? Yeah. That's, That's not, not right. right? Look it up. Google it. Sentient. Google it. I could say Let's sentient. Let's see thing. if you boogled it. Maybe you said it right, or maybe you said it wrong. We're going to find out... At the end of the song, Robbie, tell us. All right. Thanks for that theme song. Able to perceive or feel things. That sounds like you. Well, that's true. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it's not sentient. It's prescient. Boom, boom, boom! Another word to look up on the Google machine. Rob, do it. Because maybe you got it wrong or maybe you got it right. I guess we'll find out later tonight. Tell us, Rob. Prescient. Having or showing knowledge of events before they take place. Sounds like you. What, I, what, was, the, what was the thing I was looking up? I don't know. You're just trying to impress people with your Northwestern education. No, I said something wrong. I said sentient, which is oh. more like aliens are sentient beings. Well, I'm glad. Uh, uh, maybe not. I'm glad we... Uh, had a we're having a conversation about this because, uh, first of all, aliens, that's crazy. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Secondly, uh, my nephew, who's a big fan of our podcast, a loyal listener, uh, Davidson, he, uh, he texted me mid-July about a topic he wants addressed on this podcast. Okay. Are you drinking mezcal? No. Ice. Water. Okay. All right. Um, but it looks like mas- it looks like water glass. in a mescal suit. You know what I'm saying? It looks like your water is disguised as mescal. It's definitely in my mescal glass. Yeah, that's what threw me. Um, he says to me in text form, "You should give Rob crap about northwestern about northwestern football falling apart." Well, I mean that's not you know it's a, the reason that we don't necessarily uh, bring that up is because it's a it's just a unfortunate topic i mean it it's sucks. terrible yeah. but according to my nephew you need to be held accountable well i don't think it has anything to do with me if there's one oh, thing... i thought you i thought you went to northwestern i went to northwestern okay well there you go your hands are all over this as a fan of of the football program in you know as a fan of the football team i'm really uh you know it's shocking excuses? it's upsetting it's Sucks. Can you update people on what's going on? I know that our fan group is very into Northwestern football, but there might be one or two that slipped through the cracks. So uh, bring us up to speed, please. I mean, it's just awful. It's just there were there was uh, at first it came out that the um, there was this hazing hazing uh, in, in the program that involved uh, you know underclassmen you know having to be naked and you know do horrible things and. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the coach knew about it, or even if he didn't know about it, it happened under his watch. So he got to, he has to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, so hazing and then something else with the GM and, and then a whole bunch of just, a, it started just other things started coming out about the program and people are being outed. And now they're talking about shutting down the program completely. 
No. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a rumor going around around my, my Northwestern buddies that have a text chain. Really? Uh, th- that's how you have all my information is from this text chain. But uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about it. And then now other programs are getting busted for similar things. So it's sort of a – it's going to be a moment in college football, I think. That is horrific. Yeah, the whole thing is – I mean, it's it's barbaric, really. It's like, you know, dressing these young men to be like, you know – it's a violent sport, you know, and and it's it's it has a, a way too much importance in this country. I think. Look at me on a soapbox. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. You're the hazing thing in any situation, and be it football or fraternities, it seems to be guy centric. But I'm sure there's female versions of it too. No, that's true. But also just 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 the the idea that in our it, it, it seems to me, and honestly, I'm kind of talking out of my ass here, but it seems to me that the football, especially college football, it's like. It's really a part of people's lives, and the pressure on these kids to ha- because they have to satisfy, you know, not only their coaches but their fans and the alumni and the money that goes into these colleges. It's a pretty big business. Oh yeah. So they keep unearthing all these horrible things that are, you know, it's not. This isn't the first time that football programs have been outed. Uh, it's just another unfortunate one. You know, it's a very unfortunate one. There, unfortunately, I think a lot of times, you know, these are what we know. There's countless events that we don't know. Yeah. That will never come to light. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, it's a like, it's a shame. I know. Like the Vanderbilt. I and mean, people are talking about the Vanderbilts next. I heard people yeah. on the streets. A lot of uh, people saying. I'm sorry that you have to dip low right now and go <laughs> attack other universities with uh, clean records. But I get it. You're lashing out. And you also happen to know that Davidson's a big uh, Vanderbilt fan. So you're going right to give it. I had to give a shot back. Right where know? it hurts. You're going right at Davidson. This is now. Now it's personal. You know, now it's family. Well, I mean, family. it was already personal. I feel like Davidson sort of, uh, you know, he shot I tell you, first. you know, you know who gets defensive about things? Guilty Davidson. people. Guilty people get defensive. <laughs> no, honestly, totally. Yeah, that was a uh, that was awful me to do. And you know what? I want to apologize to Davidson, uh, Barbie, his mother. And really, the entire Spate family and the Vanderbilt alumni alumni for that. Uh, it's a pretty. Is that a squeaky? And I'm being honest. Is that a squeaky clean program? Uh, yeah. I, I. I. Well, you know, we only know as much as anybody knows, right? Yeah. But yes, Vanderbilt so far has not stumbled across any issues. Like I said, there before the grace of God goes any program when they get a little bit out over the skis. But uh, you know, well, there's that. There's that fine line between boys will be boys and and jerks doing terrible things, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I guess also what I'm saying is like there's uh, there's an element to it also that's just a little bit like uh, I don't know. We groom them to be like this, you know. It didn't just start in college. Like it, it, these these kids are like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. The culture kind of allows yes. for it. Right. And, and people people almost like want it until it happens. And they're like, what are you doing? Well, that's the thing. It gets too far. It gets out of hand. It's a yeah. it's a it's a rough culture. As you said before, it's a rough sport. It yeah. requires a lot of agro energy um, yeah. and um, a lot of testosterone and yeah. go unchecked. That can become a problem. Yeah. So see your doctor about it today. Yeah, or just see Rob at the next con. He'll check it for you. Um, but Rob will get up in there, give it a little swirl, see what's going on downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Write up a report, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. <laughs> now, great. Now you've made it weird. You know, I, I've made it weird just by sitting here. 
Just me listening. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty, you're an active listener. Everybody knows it. Uh, if you had like a, 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 a like, I just thought making a poster of like a body, a human body and pointing to parts of it and, and calling it what you, what Spate's definition of things are, <laughs> like the nether regions would be downtown. <laughs> and then the, the butt would be bottom. Yeah. That's one of your favorite words, bottom. Uh, what's another one? You yeah. always got tickled when I would say schwanz for whatever reason. Schwanz is great. Schwanz is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, downtown, I like. <laughs> I just think being dirty when people use like foul language to me that's so easy. Yeah. That's low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, was your nickname in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's just a lot of. Uh, it's just. <laughs> it's just too easy. And so, like, I think it's more cl- it's cl- more clever, or I enjoy it more. You know, I know you were a big Steve Martin fan, and so was yeah. I. And yeah. Steve Martin was hilarious so clean, back in the yeah. era when everybody was doing, like, George Carlin and Richard Pryor. He was, like, this nerd, clean comic. He had yeah. the occasional bad word, but, yeah. like, won a set. Just and I just goofy. loved the fact that he could use other yeah. things to be the best of the best. And I, yeah. and I admire that. And I think there's... Something funny about not always using, of course, our culture curses more than the previous cultures. I think our generation does. Um, but nonetheless, I do think that, you know, there's something funny in using words that are not dirty to describe things that oftentimes are too easily uh, labeled with slang terms that are offensive or could be offensive. Yes. Look, what we say, we can say on the podcast. Like, you could take everything we just said and put it on TV and it wouldn't get bleeped. Right. Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? And tinkles, another one. Tinkles. Tinkles, funny. I always say I'm going to take a tinkle. And when you when you said uh, one time you said you, we were telling a story about me seeing you and I, I was drunk, but I don't even know if it's a real story or not. But somehow in the story, your kids are around, and then later you're like, "Daddy, why does Uncle Robbie smell like tinkle?" What was that joke? I don't remember. Yeah, that was the punchline. Is why does Uncle Robbie smell like tinkle? <laughs> And you said joke. I'm not sure it was a joke. It was a true story. But yeah, I don't remember why, uh, <laughs> how the ending happened. But it was something true like in tinkle. it. It's <laughs> uh, just funny. Or do the grown up. That's always a funny one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do the do the nasty. Do the dirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Lay in the fields. Whoa. 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 Are we whoa, talk- whoa. Wait, what's the joke? I don't what are whoa. we Whoa. Are we hmm. Um uh, I I was in a uh, sketch comedy show one time and it was uh me and my friend John Quaintance was the writer and Sean Hayes was the other person in the sketch and the sketch was really funny. It was that it was like that. It was like one guy would make a joke, the next guy would make a joke to kind of up his joke, and I'm like the new guy in the group in the sketch. Right. And then I'd say a joke that's right along the same lines, but they're all like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey. It's that, that joke that you do sometimes on, on uh, like we've used before in our, our text chains, where you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> We're so much, keep it gentlemanly, you know. Yeah. Just having a laugh here, Robbie. <laughs> Dial it down to seven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Watch your tone. Anyway, um, that's that. That's all I got there. What else? Sean Hayes on? went on to have a career, eh? Yeah, he's doing really well right now. Yeah, he's doing real well. Um, uh, how how what's the vibe like on the picket line since I'm out of state? Uh, what's the what's the what's the word vibe, on the street? Vibe is it's hot. The vibe is I've 
heard so many different things about how this is going to end that I, it's hard to believe anything anymore. I just, the truth is nobody really knows. No. Um, but, uh, you know, there's tons of people there still now. Um, it's very crowded. So that's good, that's you awesome. know, with writers and actors together. And you never go and don't run into someone that you know. It's, 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 that's, you know, that's a, a plus is that you that's cool. seen that's people of, you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And you just, it's, you run into people you haven't seen in a long time, people you only know through work or whatever. Yeah. So and it's fun. Cool. I see these, uh, text chains, you know, various shows. Yeah. People. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure you're together. on a bunch of them. Yeah. Because you've kept in touch with every show you've ever been on. <laughs> Hey, everybody, from episode, season five, episode 16 of... We're gathering. Of L.A. Law. All of us. <laughs> uh, I actually did see an actor today that I was on NCIS Hawaii with. Uh, that, so that was fun to see him. You know, you do these things, work with people for two weeks, and you become great friends, and then you... Um, and then you, you know, you, you never see him again. Um, but uh, I know, but it, that's that's the weird. Um, that's the weird uh, thing. It's the weird thing. Well, well said. I'm glad you searched for the word because the payoff was really nice. Um, no, it's not that. It's the. It's just the. You know, the biz. The weird thing about the business is we get really close and then we disperse. Yeah. Like you know, you can have a real t tight relationship, and. Um, and there you go. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and then life moves on. And right. I mean, I've 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 become the best of friends with people, <laughs> and then it just ends. And like occasionally you get a drink or whatever. I feel like you're really good at it, though. You're like, especially with the crew. You know, you'll be like, I just had a coffee with the uh, sh this lady. She was the wardrobe supervisor on uh, Cagney and Lacey. Which um, I did dude, uh, one episode. Of. You're not wrong. I, I I'd love to go, Rob. You're crazy. But I literally still text the hair person from the first show I ever did in 1993. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're still friends. Yeah. I I used her son in my short film years ago. Crazy as the baby. No, that was Frank. He was a teen. Oh, he right. was a teenager. Yeah. Um, cool. you remember? I remember telling you about his her husband because her husband managed Radiohead, and you were like, "Oh, that's cool." What the? Yeah. Is he English? No, Phil Costello. Um, I'd say introduce me, but I don't know what I would, you know. Phil Costello is one of the coolest guys I ever met. Phil Costello, actually, is from your part of the world. He, uh, he. I'm going to say the name of the club wrong, but he used to run a club called the Blue Note or something in St. Yeah. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Yes. In so that's where he. That's where he started, and then he became an A and R guy for Capital. And and when I did the series with, uh, I was 22 out of college and did this sitcom for a season. And uh, Cindy was the hair person. We became friends. And I housed that for her in Silver Lake, which was uh, a new neighborhood to me at the time. Wow. And Phil would give me all these CDs. And like I, one of the things I would do is back when we made mixtapes, he had the biggest CD collection I've ever seen. So I would make mixtapes. And back then he was like, hey, we just signed this band, Green Day. I'm real excited about him. And then he brought home this cassette tape. And I wish I still had it. He's like, dude. This is gonna blow up. I have the, like we just signed this guy. Is it Dookie? Dookie? No, it was different. Different. It wasn't. It wasn't Green Day. I moved on past that. He goes. He's like the drummer from Nirvana is starting a band. What? And it was the demo. 
that Dave Grohl used to get signed. Oh my and he goes, god! And he played it for me. He's like, "This is Dave playing every instrument." I'm like, "The drummer?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, man. The drummer is like a singer guitar player. It's going to be huge." And he played me the uh, the demo. That's so interesting because that's you know that that's uh, I always fascinated about that time. And apparently, yeah, that's what he did. He he made he had a whole bunch of songs. And he made a, a, a mixtape of like his best ones or whatever and started passing out the tape. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've heard other people tell stories about like, yeah, then I somehow I got Grohl's tape. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, yeah, I bet dude. you can get I, a I really of wish I had copied it back then. I, I did not. I but, wouldn't be I mean, surprised if Foo Fighters fans like have a bootleg of that you could find online. It also seems like the kind of thing that Dave probably released. <laughs> you know, he Maybe, just seems like yeah. that dude who probably yeah. like put it out there. I well, don't like, know. Like, uh, uh, Pearl Jam uh, released, uh, at, I think, at their. I don't know, maybe it was the 20th anniversary of 10 or something. But they released the tape that Eddie Vedder made. Do you know that story? Like, that he made a, he he sent them a. They sent him, like Jack Irons said, hey, I've got this guy down in San Diego. He can sing. They needed a, a lead singer, this new group they're putting together. So they sent three songs. It was like uh, Even Flow and uh, I don't know, a couple of the songs, Footsteps, um, maybe Why Go or something. Anyway, sent it down to Eddie. Eddie went surfing, listened to music, came back, recorded his, his voice singing them, sent it back, and they were like, get him, said, they called uh, Jack Irons, and they'll get him on the plane. So that was it. So there's, they released that tape that, that they passed oh, him, cool. and he put his voice on and sent it back. And who's Jack Irons? He was the drummer of, of Red Hot Chili Peppers before... Uh, Chad Smith? Yeah. Yeah, and he... Uh, oh, I thought, I never knew that Chad Smith wasn't the original drummer. No, uh-uh. No, in fact, Jack Irons wasn't the original drummer, I don't think. But he was he was a drummer for them before Chad. And so the only two constants in Chili Peppers are Flea and Anthony. I, I think so. I could. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, Hillel died. Yes, exactly. And John Frusciante replaced him, but then John yeah. Frusciante left, and we get Dave, uh, Dave uh, not Dave Grohl. Uh, who's the guy from Jane's Addiction? Yes, uh, John. No. no, Dave. It's Dave. Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro took over, and then John Frusciante came back, and then Frusciante left again, and his guitar tech took over, and then Frusciante yeah. came back. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Frusciante is so incredibly talented. Right. But um, yeah, let's see. Members. I had no idea. So, how was Jack Irons involved with Pearl Jam? I don't get it. Was he producing so the Jack record? Irons? So Jack Irons. Um, was in San Diego, I think, touring with the Chili Peppers, and Eddie worked at the club that he toured, and they ended up hanging out all night long, and they be, just exchanged numbers and made a friendship somehow. Right. And then I think Jack lived in San Diego, and I, maybe they were friends there or something like that. But Jack knew the band up in Seattle. They just, like, somehow he knew, like, Jeff Ament or one of the other guys, Stone Gossard. Right. So he called him and said, hey, we need a, a lead singer. And he's like, yeah, try this guy, Eddie. And then Pearl Jam had, he drummed with Pearl Jam on two of the Pearl Jam albums. He was their drummer before Matt Cameron, who's their drummer now. But he was not the drummer on 10. No, that was like a studio guy that didn't want to uh, tour with him. Um, not, a, not a strong move. His name drummer. is D Dave Cruson, And he uh, just, just played on the, and he gets writing credits for release because that was basically a jam. Uh, but then they needed a drummer, and they hired this guy Dave Abruzzese, who was their drummer for the first like four records. Who went to Steve Norton's college? Uh, that would be a crazy thing to be 
the guy who's like, yeah, I just want to make this record with you. And the record becomes uh, a seminal record of a decade. And uh, he didn't want to tour. Do you think he regrets that? You'd think so. Um, they, when they were inducted into the Rock and, Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he played with them as a, you know. Homage to the beginning. Gave him a shout out, shout out yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we want. It's almost like being the, um, who's the fifth Beatle? Um, Stu Sutcliffe. There goes Stuart Sutcliffe. He could have been one of the Beatles. No, Stuart Sutcliffe died, though. You mean Not like him, Pete, the other Pete one. Best. Pete there Best. Goes, was that it? Pete Best. But Pete Best got fired. And then Ringo got brought on. But no, but one of them was like, I can't do this. I want to stay here in Liverpool. And they like. That was Stu Sutcliffe who died. Okay, right. He, he had health issues. Right. Right, right, right. Um, okay, Steven yes. Dorff played him in the movie Backbeat, and Backbeat yes. is a great movie. Great movie. And the Dorff that you've also worked with. So Jack Irons, it's official, was the first drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, when did he leave? Anthony Kiedis, Hillel Slovak, Flea, and Jack Irons met at Fairfax High School. Um, yeah, and uh, let's see. Um, two weeks earlier, however, and in December of '83, Irons quit the band. Why? Uh, just focus on a different band, I think. Called "What Is This?" Yeah. Huh. Uh, that would. I think Chili Peppers would probably have been an exhausting band just for the partying back in the day. Yeah, man. Can you imagine? No, I can't. No. Um, well, this has been an educational podcast. I've learned a lot. It certainly has. It certainly has. Uh, and so Jack, for... and, and I still, I'm, it's still a really interesting deep dive. So Jack Irons is living in San Diego. It makes you wonder how long with Stone Gossard and the boys were looking for a singer that they ended up hitting up Jack Irons. Like, that just seems random to me. Yeah. Uh, see if I can, uh, you know, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm a big fan, but there are fans that would know every bit of this story. I just... Okay, this is going to be a two-parter, everybody. Robbie's going to do a little d deep dive, and when we come back next week, Robbie's going to give us a little more intel on this whole ball of wax, how, how Jack Irons got involved in, in, uh, in uh, Pearl Jam and, and found Eddie Vedder, and it's all, it's all going to come to light next week. This is exciting. We rarely do two-parters. Um, I don't, you know. It's all right. No pressure. Just really looking forward to learning everything. Uh, Can I tell you now what I found on Wikipedia or no? Uh, well, you kind of kill my whole two part. Okay, well, let's pretend fine, like fine, we're over. Fine. Good seeing right, everybody. No, no, that's good. That's good. No, you're right. I'll tell you next time. All right, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm gonna go really, really deep. It's gonna be a deep dive, everybody. Our very first deep dive. Yeah. We usually uh, skate uh, along the surface, but not next week. Deep yeah. dive. We might have to have a uh, a theme song for deep dive. We might have to wear our mask and snorkels because we'll be so deep. Very deep. By the way, great, uh, great um, documentary on Netflix. Chimp Empire. Chimp Empire is a great documentary, yes. But also, uh, in tune with what you're talking about, uh, it's called The Deepest Breath. And it's about uh, deep divers, uh, competitions, Ooh. about these two competitors. and uh, Yikes. A bit of a tragic story, but really, really, really That's good. scary. Um, you're, you're watching, right, we'll we'll find out movie. more about uh, the deepest breath next week too. Okay. It's just gonna be uh, okay, filled great. with facts and figures next week. Good guys, is this your way of saying you've got to go? Well, it's been an hour. I feel like people have to go. I feel like they've got things to do with their oh, lives. Oh yeah, wow. You know? I guess it has. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Very good. Good job, everybody. Yeah, it was really good. A lot of people showed up this week uh, to help make this happen. 
I want to thank Guillermo for serving Rob hand and foot. I want to thank my simple but functional coffee uh, machine that got the job done for me today. Um, and <laughs> oh, Robbie, man. tell your gardener A plus work on that land. Okay. And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got a great team. You've got you have a great team. And I I I'd be lying if I said I didn't envy it from afar. You're a jerk face. <laughs> it's a kid's car. Thank you.